Let's lift our hearts to him. Let's ask him to let his will be done in this service today. Would you do that? Everybody reach out right now and ask the Lord to let your spirit be still. Father, in the holy name of Jesus, Lord, I know what you spoke to my heart the first morning on my knees in prayer. You said, be still and know that I am God. Lord, let every heart be still today. God, that the very heart and affections of your people can be set upon your word today. And that, God, you can gather us together in one mind and one accord that your will can be wrought. In the holy, divine name of Jesus, Lord, I ask you to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking. In Jesus' holy name, we ask it to be so, Father. Amen. You can go ahead and be seated for just a moment. Oh, Pelly, can you sing, or would you sing, How Great Is Our God? Uh, I don't really want to get everybody back up on the platform. And you can do it with your guitar, maybe with Sister Cheryl. I just want our hearts to reach out to the Lord. Because I'm going to tell you, to me, we're serving a great God. Said we're serving a great God. And God is revealing something in me that is changing me. It is. It's changing the way I think. It's changing the way I act. It's changing the way I talk. And everything is becoming about Jesus. It's becoming about Jesus. Amen. And I'm coming to an understanding of who He is and what He's done. And that everything is conquered. Amen. Everything is conquered. And the devil has no power whatsoever. Through Jesus Christ, Satan's destroyed. That's something God put in my spirit just a couple of nights ago. I preached it, Brother and Sister Patterson's, and I preached on destroying the works of the devil. Not the yoke being broke. The yoke being destroyed. Amen. Jesus didn't come to break the works of the devil. He said, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy. Amen. We don't need to go around here breaking yokes. We need an anointing in us to destroy the powers that's got people bound. Jesus said, the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. We need to... We need this living in us that the, the yoke that's got people bound can be destroyed so they can live. Hallelujah. And I just want us to worship God. And I want you young people to get in this service with me because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get y'all in this. Y'all going gonna to help me. We're going to demonstrate today. And through this demonstration, 
We're going we to show people what Jesus has done for us. Amen. I'm excited about what God's doing. I said I'm excited about what God's doing. There's a joy way down deep in my soul. Hallelujah. This is springing up. Glory. Because I know. Hallelujah. I, I, I wish I knew the words to the song, but ever since I woke up, I didn't go to bed until after 2 o'clock this morning. And I woke up at 7, and when I woke up, my feet hit the ground, and I folded my hands up in the air, and I started singing. For I know my Redeemer liveth. For I know my Redeemer liveth. Hallelujah. That's all I knew about the song. I don't know none of the rest of the words, but I just started saying, I know my Redeemer liveth. Are you redeemed today? I said, do you believe you're redeemed? The Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's time to confess your redemption. I said, it's time to confess your redemption. But to confess it and believe it, you've got to understand it. A lot of people don't understand redemption. They think it's just salvation. No, there's more to redemption than just being saved. Hallelujah, there he is. I've been fully bought. I've been fully paid for. The devil has no right to touch this. You all hear me? The devil has no right to touch this. This is now God's property. He don't have no right to mess around up here. He don't have no right to mess around in here. You hear me? I am redeemed. And I am coming in the knowledge of full redemption. And I can tell you this much, my redemption's drawing nigh. The completeness of it is drawing nigh. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Brother Pella. Y'all worship the Lord. I want you to worship God. I want you to expect God to do something in you today. I want your heart to begin to reach out. I want your heart begin to magnify God. I want a worship to come out of the depths of your soul and begin to begin to magnify God for what He's done to redeem us and set us free and destroy the forces of hell that's had our lives bound. Hallelujah. The splendor of a king clothed in majesty let all the earth rejoice all the earth rejoice he wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide it trembles at his voice trembles at his voice how great how great is our god sing with me how great oh somebody sing about it is our god and oh see how great how great is our god oh come on lift him voices and sing to him today how great is our God sing with me how great how great is our God and oh see how great how great is our God age to age he stands all time is in his hand and time is in his hands beginning and the end beginning and the end 
the Godhead three in one. Father, Spirit, Son, the Lion and the Lamb, the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, somebody talk to him today. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all see how great, how great is our God. Name above all names. Name above all names. Lord, you're worthy of my praise. And my heart will sing how great. How great is our God. Oh, somebody praise him today. Woo! Glory. Name above all names. The only name. You are worthy of our praise. And my heart will sing how great is our God. Oh, come on. Y'all got to be feeling something. How great is our God. Sing me how great is our God. And oh, see how great. How great is our God. The splendor of a king. Clothed in majesty. Let all the earth rejoice. All the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide it trembles at his voice trembles at his voice sing come on how great is our god sing with me how great is our god and all see how great how great is our God. Name above all names. Holy name. You are worthy of our praise. Worthy of all praise. And my heart will sing how great is our God. Name above all names, worthy of all praise. My heart will sing how great is our God. Sing that one more time. Name above all names. Lord, you're worthy of all praise. My heart will sing how great, how great. is our God. Thank you, Jesus. Put your hands together and give the Lord a great, 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 great big old clap off.
Hallelujah. Praise God. You can go ahead and be seated if you would. I appreciate the Lord today. Amen. I don't know about you, but I just keep falling in love with Jesus more and more every day. And I don't know when it got in my spirit, but man, just say every so often something will just flood my heart. And I'll just throw my hands up and say, you're my God. You're my God. You're my Redeemer. You're my Jesus. You're my Savior. You're my healer. You're my everything. And my heart just sings out to him. Amen. My heart just sings out to him. Why? Because I love him. Amen. I love him. And everything he's paid for, I want to possess it. Because that's what he paid for it for. He didn't pay for this redemption for you to live without it. He paid for it for you to possess. Amen. He wants you to have a life. He wants you to live in health. He wants you to live in peace. He wants you to live in joy. You know, the Bible said the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You know, when you start talking about righteousness, people back away from you. But I can, I'm going to tell you something. I am becoming the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. That's his word. That's his word. That we can become the righteousness of God through the price that Jesus Christ has paid for us. Does anybody know what the word righteousness means? Right standing in the sight of God. That means that, that everything in your life has been forgiven. That you are, you are right. You are justified. Everything has been washed away. Well, if you are right standing in the sight of God, that means everything belongs to you and there's nothing to stop you from possessing everything that Jesus Christ has paid for because you are in right standing with him. Hallelujah. I'm not going to live in this sin consciousness, this condemnation, this harassing force of hell that is always condemning. My God, it's time for the devil's jaw to get locked. It's time for the accuser of the brethren to be quiet and for God's people to possess. I ain't talking about hearing it. I ain't talking about knowing it. I ain't talking about seeing it. I am talking about possessing your inheritance. Hallelujah. Begin to possess what Jesus Christ has paid for. Hallelujah. Do you love him today? I want to go to Isaiah, and I know these are familiar scriptures, but I'm going to the 53rd chapter. And I'm going to preach about Jesus today. Is that all right? I'm going to preach about him from beginning to end. Hallelujah. And I'm going to share with you everything God put in my spirit. And it's up to you to receive it because it's making me alive. It's revealing something in me. Hallelujah. It's revealing a victory, a joy, a faith, a peace, a strength. Glory be to God. And I found a scripture the other day. I, I was listening to uh, uh, something on my CD player coming down the road. It was a man uh, reading a book. It was a religious book. 
and he made a statement. And man, when Sister Handsome, when he said that, something just got a hold of my spirit. It's Isaiah 30 and 15. He said, In quietness and confidence shall be our strength. Hallelujah. And there's a quietness and a confidence of God getting in my spirit. Hallelujah. And it's not who I am. It's what he's done. It's what he's done. It ain't never who you are, young people. It's what he's done. There's your victory. Your victory with the enemy is not who you are. It's who you are through him. But it's what he has done. That's where your victory is. It's what he's done. Amen. It's what he's done. And I'm going to share with you today what he's done. And I'm probably going to take some of you some places you ain't never been. But if you listen to me and you watch this demonstration, I feel like the Lord give me this demonstration to open our eyes to some things. And I feel like God has his service right in his hand. Hallelujah. For it to go the way he wants it to go. And there's just something kicking in my spirit. Man, I am, I am so excited about what God is doing. Because, like I said last night, I've chased this thing 36 years. I've chased this revelation of Jesus Christ. I've chased Christ in you, the hope of glory. For 36, going on 37 years, and I'm tired of chasing it. I want to possess it. Amen. I want to possess it. Because somewhere, the Bible says in Revelation, I'm not sure what chapter it is, but it said, When the seventh angel shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished. That means Christ in you has got to be revealed. I don't know when that seventh trumpet's going to begin to sound, but I know that when it does, there's going to be a people that Christ in you is going to be fulfilled. It's going to be there in the fullness. And I'm not putting this thing. See, we keep putting God out in the future. I don't believe we need to keep putting God out in the future. I believe there's a possessing of the inheritance and what Jesus has paid for. I believe it's ours now. Hallelujah. I'm ready to kick the stuffing out of the devil right now. Amen. Isaiah 53. Let's go to verse 3. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord, I want you to notice this. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment who shall declare his generation. You know, everybody teaches that Jesus was cut off in the middle of his ministry. They say he was supposed to have seven years. He only done three and a half. 
I, I look at it a little bit different. This is who shall declare his generation. A generation is a period of 30 to 40 years, so I believe we're looking at uh, about 37 and a half years of a Jesus people full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost, possessing Christ. My God is going to rock this world with the sons of God ministry. I'm going to declare his generation. Woo! That may not sit too well with you, but that's okay too. I don't believe you can win this world in three and a half years. I believe it's going to take a generation of a Jesus ministry to get this world delivered and set free and made whole. Y'all still with me? I'm not going to pick a fight with you today. I'm just going to preach. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his day, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. But his knowledge shall, my, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors and bare the sins of many, and he made intercession for the transgressors. Would you go with me to the book of Hebrews, the second chapter? I love you, holy Jesus. I worship you, Lamb of God. You are my Savior. You are my King. Hallelujah. Y'all with me in Hebrews, the second chapter? And I'm not just trying to read a lot of Scripture. Let's go to verse 9. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Crowned with glory and honor that by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things, by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified of all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Drop down to verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death, that is the devil and deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make a reconciliation for the sins of the people. For him that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. One more scripture right now, 1 John, 3rd chapter. 
I love you and I worship you and I honor you, holy king. You are my God. Hallelujah. I just, I feel him. Does anybody feel him today? I feel his presence. Hallelujah. I could just stop right here and throw my hands up and worship him and just magnify him. Are y'all with me in 1 John, the third chapter? Let's go to verse 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Would you close your eyes and let's ask God to bless this word today. Father, I thank you for your word and I ask you to bless it. Lord, and I truly ask you to give me the wisdom, give me the understanding, give me the utterance, God, to expound this word today. Lord, in this demonstration, God, that I truly believe, I saw by your spirit. Lord, I'm asking you to give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand, God, that we can step in, God, to a greater place in you. Lord, that you can reveal yourself and make yourself known to us. Lord, there's a hunger, there's a desire in my heart to see your people stand up against the forces, God, that battle their minds and war against their life, God, that they can. God, possess victory. Lord, you spoke in your word that you said, Whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. God, reveal a deeper, greater strength and faith in us than we've ever had. And I ask it all to be so. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Now, I want to talk to you today, and I'm going to try to get there. But what I want to talk to you today on is your redemption draweth nigh. Hallelujah. That's what I want to talk to you today on. Your redemption draweth nigh. And I fully believe this. When God created man, he made him in his image. He made him in his likeness. Genesis 1 and 26 and 27 said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Let's give him dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over everything that creepeth on the face of the earth. So God made man in his image. The image of God is not two arms and a body and two legs and a head. The image of God is dominion, authority, power, control over all his creation. Amen. God made man in his image and in his likeness. And before God made man, he made everything in this world. You hear me? Man wasn't made for the earth. The earth was made for man. Man wasn't made for the earth. The earth was made for man. Man was made for God. Man was made for God's communion. Man was made for God's fellowship. Man was made for God to be complete because the Bible tells us that a spirit without a body is not at rest. So God made man for his completeness. That's the reason the Bible tells us we are complete in him. God made man for his completeness, but man having a, a body had to have a dwelling place 
So God created the heavens and the earth, everything in this earth. God made it, created a perfect natural balance and put man right here. And he put a garden and he set man right in the middle of it. And he said, all these trees, everything here said it's for your food. You can eat of anything out here. He said, but there's one tree right in the midst of this garden. He said, it's the knowledge of good and evil. He said, don't you touch this. See, Eve hadn't been created when God said this. You go back and look in the second chapter of Genesis. Eve had not even been created when God told Adam, said, don't you eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So what did God do? God created the heavens, the earth. He created man. And in the seventh day, the Bible said God finished his work and he rested. Where did he rest? Right here. The very full dominion of God set down in man. The very full authority and dominion of God. This is God's resting place. Y'all hear me? This is God's dwelling place. God didn't get tired. The Bible said in Isaiah 40, my God don't get weary. He don't get tired. He don't run out of strength. So why did it say God rested? He rested right here. He revealed his full knowledge, power, authority, and dominion in the very body of man. Hallelujah. He gave him control over everything. You know, everybody wants to blame the fallen woman. But the Bible says in Timothy, and I don't remember whether it's first or second, it said Eve being deceived was in transgression, but it said Adam was not deceived. He was not deceived. When Eve came to him, told him what she had done, said, here, eat this. Adam knew that God had said don't eat of that. But he stepped right up and willingly in disobedience broke the very commitment of God. And when he did, what come to pass happened. God said, in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Adam didn't fall down physically dead. But what he'd done right there, he gave spiritual death into the hands of the devil. He gave everything God had created right into the hands of the devil. And the devil took control of man's destiny. He took control control of man's spiritual life. Are you hearing me? And everything God had planned for man, the devil stepped up and took control of. This right here becomes Satan's domain. This right here become Satan's possession. When he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he took him up into a high mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms of the earth. He said, if you will just bow down and worship me, he said, all this glory, all this fame, all this fortune. He said, all this will I give thee, for it is in my power to do so. What was Satan saying? I have control of the whole universe. Why? Man sold it to him. Man sold it to him. And the scripture come to my heart the other day. Paul said, the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. And I've been sold under sin. Man was sold. You listening to me? Everything God had for man was sold. And the devil stepped up. That's why now we wrestle principalities and powers. That's why now you have to fight such forces of hell. That's why you have to battle. Are you listening to me to everything that God has for you? Because this is Satan's domain. But children of God, I'm here to tell you today that there is a way to overcome. 
there is a way to overcome and gain complete victory. Hallelujah. And it's going to come to you through Jesus Christ. I said it has been paid for. It has been imparted. It has been written down. And it cannot be changed. I remember when God began to deal with me a few months back and I began to preach on it is written. I said, you know why God wrote this? So it can't be altered. Every promise of God was set down so it can't be changed. It's written down in black and white and it's mine and yours to possess. It's mine and yours to inherit. Hallelujah. I am an heir to God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want you to get this in your mind. The God we serve is a just God. He's a king. He's a judge. He's a lawgiver. And every situation he deals with, it doesn't matter what it is, it's got to be according to his law. It's got to be done justly. It's got to be done rightly. And it's got to be done in God's perfect order. Because if God ever breaks his word and gets out of order, then our faith is useless. If God ever breaks his word and unjustly judges or unjustly does anything, then our faith is useless because we can't depend on his word. Say, why are you saying that, Brother Matter? Because even when the devil done what he done and stole and took from Adam by deceit, are you listening to me? When he took everything away, God could just not step back down and take it away from him. God had to find a way to justly. God had to find a way rightly uh, hallelujah to destroy uh, and take this back from the devil uh, he had to find a way to do it uh, and God started all down through the generations uh, trying to come up with a righteous seed uh, I mean right off the bat uh, the devil knew what God had said he said there's coming uh, a seed uh, there's coming a man out of my seed uh, he said it's going to crush your head uh, so what did the devil do uh, he targeted Abel and killed him uh, Every time God would get a righteous seat going, uh, the devil would strike it down. Uh, he would put uncleanness in. Uh, but God knew somewhere uh, he was going to get that righteous seed. Uh, and he found it in David. Uh, I said he found it in David. Uh, and he made him a promise. Uh, he said, upon thy throne. Uh, he said, there shall never cease uh, to be a man set uh, that shall judge righteously. Uh, he said, the government and the kingdom uh, shall be upon his shoulders and so God finally found a righteous seed and through that seed he brought forth Jesus Christ brought him forth the devil may not have known it what all God planned but God had a plan I said God had a plan hallelujah come here Neil I'm going to use this young man I'm going to use a, a lot of you young people today Hallelujah. Put that on him and bring those up here. I want this to get your attention today. I want you to pay attention to the word. I want you to pay attention to what I'm doing. Because I'm going to tell you something. This is going to speak volumes into your spirit. I said I believe this is going to speak volumes into your spirit. Hallelujah. Praise be the holy name of Jesus. 
Is anybody in love with the Lord today? I said, you in love with the Lord today? Are you hungry for God to do something for you? Hallelujah. Praise be the holy name of Jesus. Y'all just bear with me here just a minute. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I got, I, I, I got Neil right here. And what I'm going to do with Neil is I am going to let him represent the righteous soul of Jesus. I said I'm going to let him represent the righteous soul of Jesus. Come here, Harley. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, Sister Brittany. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Come on, Brandy. Here, you take those. Stand right there. Praise God. You take a few of these and you stand right there. I'm standing right there in a the line. Praise God. Young man, what's your name? Joe. Oh, that's right. I recognize you now. Praise God. Sometimes you just get caught up in what you're doing. Come on, young man. You right there. Come on, young lady. I don't know all y'all's names. Praise God. Because some of them ain't from here. And... Praise. Come here, Hannah. Going to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Hallelujah. You get there, say amen. Y'all there with me? Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them as committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now that we are ambassadors through Christ as though God did beseech you, by us, we pray you in God's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him. Y'all following with me? For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Y'all what it says? That we might be made the righteousness of God. In him. When they hung Jesus on the cross, and he was hanging there, suffering, bleeding, took the beating. Y'all following with me? I said, You following with me? Take one of those. Hang it around his neck. Strife was laid on him. Put, ang put the other one on him. Anger was laid on him. 
What's the next one? Murder was laid on him. He that knew no sin. Anybody in here believe sin's spiritual? Y'all believe it's spiritual? You believe it deals with the soul? Y'all following with me? So here this righteous Jesus is hanging between heaven and earth. And the Bible said, He that knew no sin became sin. What happened? All the sins that was under the first covenant that had been rolled forward began to be laid on him. Hatred. Hallelujah. Wrath. Glory be to Jesus. The adultery that man had committed began to be laid on him. The fornication that men had committed began to be laid on him. What was he? He was our sin substitute. I said he was our sin substitute. I'm going somewhere with this if y'all will stay with me. Hallelujah. What's next? Glory be to Jesus. Uncleanness was laid on him. Hallelujah. Lasciviousness was laid on him. Are you listening to me? This righteous seed of Jesus. Witchcraft was laid on him. Seditions was laid on him. He that knew no sin was becoming sin. He was becoming. Are you listening? to me. He was becoming our intercessor. He was becoming him that was going to be wounded with our transgressions, bruised with our iniquities. Hallelujah. What's the last one? Idolatry was laid on him. All these that was under the law, all these that had been rode forward, the Bible said that death reigned from Adam to Moses. What death? Natural death? No, spiritual death. Spiritual death reigned from Adam to Moses. By one man, sin entered into the world. Natural death, yes, but spiritual death. Spiritual death entered in. And it rained from Adam to Moses. There was no reprieve from spiritual death from Adam to Moses. And then the law interceded. But the law could not forgive sin. The law could not make the comer there too perfect or complete in God. All it could do was roll forward year after year. Lying was laid on him. Envyings was laid on him. Are y'all following with me today? Drunkenness, filthiness, this holy, righteous Savior, that there was no iniquity, there was no uncleanness. His soul was pure. His soul was clean. But all the sins of humanity started to be laid on him. Why? For he that knew no sin became sin. He became sin. Go ahead, brother. Hallelujah. Inordinate affection was laid on him. Hallelujah. Malice was laid on him. Hallelujah. Variance was laid on him. Y'all see what Jesus was doing? Something had to redeem man. The law couldn't redeem man. The law couldn't purchase man. Something had to redeem man. 
Are you listening to me? Uh, Jesus of Nazareth walked this earth. Uh, he could cast out devils, heal the sick. Uh, he could even raise the natural dead. Uh, but there was still a power that Satan held uh, that the power had to be broken. Uh, and that was the power over spiritual death. Uh, spiritual death bound man. Uh, I said it bound man. Uh, come on, sis. Uh, hallelujah. They even laid emulation on him. Uh, are you following with me? Uh, come on, somebody stay with me. Uh, heresies was laid on him. Uh, revilings was laid on him. Uh, every sin and work of the flesh known to man. Uh, he became our sin substitute. Uh, I said he became uh, our sin substitute. Uh, hallelujah. They laid bitterness on him. Uh, see all this some of y'all carry around inside of you. Uh, it's done been laid on Jesus. Uh, evil concupiscence was laid on him. Uh, clamor was laid on him. Uh, are you listening to me? Uh, everything that some of y'all uh, blasphemy was laid on him. Uh, everything that some of you uh, are carrying around in your spirit uh, that you are still polluted with. Uh, that you are still allowing uh, the works of the flesh uh, to dominate you uh, has already been done away with. It's already been done away with. Go back to Hebrews 2 with me. I'm not getting in any hurry today. You need to hear this. You need to hear this. Y'all hear me? Every one of you need to hear this. I'm fixing to shock some of you. I'm fixing to hit you with shock and all. Let's back up just a little in Hebrews 2 to verse 6. But one in a certain place testifies that what is man, that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visited him. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor and did set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. There was one thing left. One thing left that had to be conquered, that had to be destroyed. One thing left. The Bible said the last enemy that shall be destroyed is what? Death? Natural death or spiritual death? Spiritual death. The last enemy. The thing that man feared. The thing that man had no control over. You listening to me? Was going to hell. When Adam sold this creation to the devil, he gave him power of spiritual death. He sold it into his hand. Adam was not made to die, but when the day that he disobeyed God and sinned, God said, ye shall surely die. What happened? He died spiritually, and the devil took control of it. The devil took control of spiritual death. Are y'all following with me? 
Let's go on down just a little bit further. I know this is contrary to what y'all, well, a lot of what y'all been taught, but I can't help it. This is in my spirit. This is coming alive in me. This has been kicking in me since 1984, and God has added to it and added to it and added to it, Sister Carr, till I'm running over. I can't contain this anymore. I, I wanted to preach this two years ago when I preached on the power I, of the resurrected Christ in this camp meeting. I, man, I had to bite my tongue when I felt like it wasn't time. Y'all following with me? I, hallelujah. But we see Jesus I, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, I, not just physical death. I, are you following with me? I, crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God I, should taste death I, for every man. We all know that if God don't tarry, we all gonna taste the physical death. So what death did Jesus taste? Spiritual. Hang, don't. Hang with me. Hang with me. Sister Carr, you know the word about as good as anybody in here. Am I preaching the word? <laughs> Hang with me. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Now go back to verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he saw also himself likewise took part of the same. Jesus was made just like me and you. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. Condemned, destroyed, put to death. Sin in the flesh. I'm going to show you how he done it. It wasn't just physically dying. If just physically dying would deliver a man, we could all die for our own sins. Whoa, that's an eye-opener. If just a physical death could redeem us, we might be able to die for our own sins. But the power that the devil had taken had to be broken. Had to be broken. Y'all understanding me? Y'all with me, ain't you? <laughs> These young people with me. Some of the rest of y'all out there may not be with me, but these young people follow them right along with me. <laughs> they understanding me. You know why? They ain't got a bunch of stuff up here to filter out. They ain't got to go through 35 years of doctrine and tradition and filter this out. They just seeing what I'm preaching. They know what's making sense. They know what's real. Hallelujah. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death. That is the devil. Satan's hold on man had to be destroyed. And deliver them. Who all who through the fear of death were all their lifetime. Subject to bondage. 
when a man's soul is in bondage, when he lives his whole life in fear, he's going to die lost and undone without God. He's bound. He's tormented. He has no peace. Amen. He has no peace. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquities of us all. Our diseases. transgressions all of our sorrows all of our griefs all of our sickness who his own self in his own body bear our sins on the tree that we being dead to sins might live under righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. He himself on his own shoulders bear our infirmities. Y'all following with me? I said, you following with me? Going back to Isaiah 53. Y'all just stand there for just a minute. I'm fixing to get into... Going to verse 9. Y'all there with me? He made his grave with the wicked, with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul. Not his body, his soul, an offering for sin. All this was laid on the soul of Jesus. It was put on his soul, not just his physical body. The Bible said his countenance became so marred and his visage became so changed. It was like ugliness. People didn't even want to look on him. What was it? All this. All this that was laid on him. The ugliness of sin. The ugliness of transgression. The ugliness of what me and you had done to Jesus. Is what was put on him. Follow along with me just a little bit. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his day. He shall... And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul. And shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear 
their iniquities. Now, I want y'all just move right over there just a little bit. Don't go sit down. Stay with me because I'm going to need you here in just a minute. Jesus hanging on the cross. Hanging there. They was mocking him, railing him, making fun of him. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. Forgive them. Amen. And he hung there. And as he hung there, the Bible said from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, darkness come over the face of the deep, face of the earth. I believe as the sin was laid on Jesus, the light of the world went out. I believe as all this was laid on Jesus, the light of the world was extinguished. And there wasn't nothing but darkness. And Jesus raised his voice. interpreted as my God my God why hast thou forsaken me we'll go this far we'll go this far then he looked up and said it's finished father into thy hand I commit my spirit. I commend my spirit. Now, here is a soul, sin-laden soul of Jesus Christ. All these sins on him. What does that say, Brother Scott? For the wages of sin is death. Physical death. Spiritual death. Is that what the word says, Romans 6, 23? For he has made him that knew no sin. He hath made him sin for us who knew no sin. 1 Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians 5.21. Behold, all souls are mine as the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Y'all following with me? So here we've got the sin-laden soul of Jesus Christ. He's took all of the sins of the law. He's took all the sins from Adam to Moses. He's took all the sins and he's put them on his own shoulders. He's become our substitute. He is paying for what we should rightfully pay for. We rightly should have to pay for our sins and go to hell. 
But he stepped in, so somebody tell me. Somebody, because this ain't what the church preaches, where I'm going right now. Somebody tell me what's going to happen to this soul that's laddened with sin. Somebody tell me what's got to happen to it. Tell me what's got to happen to it. The Father God of heaven, the righteous King, the holy judge, cannot break his word. Can in no way, shape, form, or fashion break his word. When his holy word said, The soul that sinneth shall surely die. The wages of sin is death. Are y'all listening to me? There wasn't but one place. There wasn't but one place for this right here to go. You listening to me? I can hear it. Brother Jimmy, I can hear it in my spirit. I can hear it, Brother Pelly. This soul right here is sentenced to spiritual death to pay for all the sins and iniquities that we've done. And I can hear the word go out through hell. Jesus of Nazareth just walked through the gates of hell. And I can see all the devils start to tremble. But then one of them says, no. He ain't come here in that power and authority. His father has given him up. His father has laid the sins of the whole world for God, soul of the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave him. He made him a sacrifice. His soul became an offering for sin. His soul. Oh, I can see some of y'all struggling. Get rid of your doctrine. Get rid of your church teachings. Get rid of what man has taught you and see what the word is saying. The bondage of spiritual death had to be broken. If it wasn't, Satan would still have control of me and you. He would still be the one that controlled our destiny and God legally had to take it away from him. The word radiates. If y'all want to go with me, I'm going to Psalms. See where I want to go. Six eighteen. I'm going to take me right here. Now, this is what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to gather around me. I'm going to turn y'all into devils for a little bit. I want y'all to gather around me. This is the one that cast you out. This is the one that every sickness, every disease, every blind, every deaf, every dumb, every unclean, every force of hell was subject to this man on earth. Now you're seeing this one bound the sin. You're seeing this one in your midst has no power. 
You're seeing this one right here. He's now at your mercy. He's now at your mercy. Are y'all following me? That sin-laden soul of Jesus. Hang with me, church. Y'all can talk about me later. But listen to me right now. Psalms 18 and 1. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my God, my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust my buckler and the horn of my salvation, my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. The sorrows of death compass me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compass me about, and the snares of death prevented went before me. Here Jesus is in the middle of all the sorrows and the torments of hell. Not for what he done wrong, what we done wrong. Not for his transgression, not for his iniquity. The Lord bruised him for me and you. He laid on him everything that Satan had power of to break that bondage that me and you can live free. Are y'all following with me? Anybody understanding what I'm doing? Anybody understanding where I'm going? You say, Brother Matter, this ain't what I'm taught. I don't care what you've been taught. God said he was going to unveil things to us. God said he was going to give us a greater unveiling, a greater knowledge, a greater authority, a greater dominion. If you can get what I'm preaching today, this will place you in an authority and a dominion with God uh, that the devil can't holler boo at you. Are you listening to me? The devil, uh, this strips Satan of all of his power. Uh, this strips him of every uh, thing that he can do to you. It strips him down to nothing. Uh, are you listening to me? Uh, look what he said. He goes on and says, The sorrows of death compassed me. Uh, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. Uh, uh, the snares of death prevented me. Uh, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. Uh, and he heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even unto his ears. Psalms 88. This is my favorite. Am I making sense to anybody? Or y'all think I've all lost my mind? You say, Brother Metter, you can't preach that. I'm preaching the Word of God. People ain't going to receive this. I don't. It's not up to me to get you to receive it. It's up to you to receive it. This is what's changing my life. This is what is putting total dominion over the devil in my life. This is what is bringing me into total redemption, Sister Daniels, because I'm fully persuaded this is as much the gospel as the cross and the nails and the crown of thorns and the stripes. I believe this is the key to destroying the bondage of the devil. I believe this is the key right here. Hallelujah. I guess I should have asked Brother Neil what I was going to preach if he wanted to be a part of this. For I just told him I wanted to use him. I didn't ask him if he wanted me to get him up here and just dress him down with sin. <laughs> Psalms 88, verse 1. Bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. 
O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto thee, O Lord, for I cry unto thee. Rejoice. I'm sorry, I'm in 86. Thank you, Sister Sheila. Let's go to 88, verse 1. Boy, I tell you what. I must be getting so caught up, I don't know where I'm at. Last night I was calling Joshua Gideon and Gideon Joshua and was in the wrong book. 88, verse 1. O Lord God of my salvation, I cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee. Incline thy ear unto my cry, for my soul is full of trouble. My life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that hath no strength. Free among the dead like the slain that lie in the grave, who thou rememberest no more, and they are cut off from thy hand. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit in darkness in the depths. The wrath lieth hard on upon me, and thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves. Thou hast put away mine acquaintance far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up. Cannot come forth. Mine eye mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hand unto thee. Will thou show wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise thee? One more scripture, Psalms 116. What I want y'all to do as I read this last scripture. I want y'all to tone him. Oh, great Jesus. Look at you now. You that had power on earth. Where's your God now? Your own father has gave you up. You out of your own mouth wanted to know why he had forsaken you. They had him in their clutches. They had him in the horrors and the sorrows of hell. They didn't know it was just for a season. They thought they had him. They thought they had him. They thought they had him. You hear me? You know why they thought they had him? No man's ever gone to hell as a transgressor and come out. No man's ever come to hell as a transgressor and come out. There's a difference between the resurrection of the dead and the raising of the dead. You hear me? There's a difference between just raising the dead. Everybody, Jesus raised from the dead. Peter raised from the dead. Paul raised from the dead. All down through the years, everybody's been raised from the dead. They died again. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I just felt one of them big old bursts of glory and one of them great big old waves of glory run down through my soul. Hallelujah. Don't tone him over there. Y'all supposed to be devils. Y'all making poor devils. Psalms 116 and 3. The sorrows of death come past me about. The pains of hell get hold upon me. And I found trouble in sorrow. Neil, as they're, as they're doing this, Neil, cry out to God. As they're doing this, cry out to God. Go ahead, cry out to God. 
Tell God your trust is in him. Your hope is in him. Tell God you're my deliverer. Tell God I got confidence in you. Tell God that I'm holding on to your holy word. Tell him. Then I called out upon the name of the Lord. I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. But the Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with me. Thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore, I have spoken. I was greatly afflicted. Go back with me to Psalm 16. Y'all ain't taught me. Now, as the devil's tormenting me, y'all listening to him? Say, Brother Matter, you really believe this? If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't be standing in this church preaching it. I reverence this church. I reverence your pastor. I reverence the anointing in this place. But I am fully persuaded God's people need to know this. As these demons tormented him. Two days and two nights he was in hell because he said, I'll rise again the third day. Y'all know what started happening? That's paid for. 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 As the demons tormented him and harassed him, they didn't see that he was paying, he was justifying, he was making right the sins that had bound man. Hallelujah. Oh, my God, I feel the holy. Hallelujah. Every sin that had man bound, every force that had him held down, hallelujah, everything was being stripped away. Everything was being stripped away. Hallelujah. Every yoke, everything, every force, every power. Until the last prayer. The last prayer that came out of Jesus' lips. Psalm 16, verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad my, and my glory rejoices. My flesh shall also rest in hope for thou will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will I suffer the Holy One to see corruption. When Jesus raised John the Baptist from the dead, he walked to the mouth of the tomb, roll away the stone, Lazarus. What did I say? I tell you, I'm just caught up. Don't even know where I am. 
said, Daniel, I think I'm getting in your world. Getting so caught up in Jesus, I don't even know who I'm preaching about. When they rolled that stone away, one of his sisters said, Lord, he's been in the grave four days. The church is always taught. Jesus was in the tomb three days and three nights. Can't be. Always taught that while his body was in the tomb three days and three nights, his soul was in hell preaching to the captives. Couldn't be. Salvation hadn't been paid for yet. There was still a step left. Salvation hadn't been fully purchased. Hadn't been fully purchased. Two days and two nights, he said, I'll rise again the third day. You can't put him in there three days and three nights and make him ride the third day. If he's in there three days and three nights, he'll rise the fourth day. The sister of Lazarus said, Lord, he's been in the grave four days now. He's starting to rot. He's starting to stink. He said, my holy one ain't going to see no corruption. My holy one ain't going to see no corruption. His flesh ain't going to be in that tomb long enough to start rotting. He ain't going to see no corruption. But what the devils couldn't see is all this was paid for. Y'all following with me? Philippians chapter 2. I ain't trying to convince you. I'm giving you the word. Now, y'all going to have to bear with me. I think I'm supposed to be in Philippians. I may have to go somewhere else. It might be Colossians. Hang on, I know I got it. I guess I caught up in this because Y'all just hang with me. I know it's either Philippi oh, Colossians 2. Sorry. Y'all with me? Colossians 2 and 12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein ye are also risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh as he quickened together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses, blotting out the handwritings of trespasses and ordinances was against him, which was contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, and having spoiled principalities. That word spoiled means to cast off. That means to rid yourself from having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. Y'all gather around him. As they tormented Jesus and every last sin was paid for, 
the resurrected power of Almighty God uh, came down out of the heavens, uh, entered into Jesus of Nazareth, uh, and all of a sudden that resurrected life of God uh, stood up in him. Uh, the radiating, creating power uh, that had created all these devils, they looked uh, and they saw something change in him. Uh, they saw something born in him. Uh, the Bible said uh, in Acts 13, uh, Thou art my beloved son this day. Uh, have I begotten thee? Uh, this signifying what God done uh, when he raised him from the dead. Uh, all power in heaven and earth uh, right then was birthed in him. Uh, and he stood up. Uh, and the devils took a look at him and they began to back away. Uh, they began to back away from him knowing uh, that the creator of heaven and earth, uh, the almighty God, uh, had come alive and stepped uh, down in his midst, uh, hallelujah. And he walked right up to the devil and said, devil, right there, buddy old boy. Right there, I want him. I want him. Give me them keys. Give me them keys of death and hell. I've kicked the daylights out of you. Right in the middle of hell. Right in the middle of your domain, I've made a show of you openly. I've triumphed over you in the midst of hell. I've put you in your place. I have legally and rightfully defeated you. And what you held over man from the day that Adam sinned until right now, that bondage of death that you have held over man, I have fought the very pains of hell. I have tasted the very sorrows of hell. I have tasted the very forces of death and hell. I have tasted death for every man. Now you can't touch them. I have come to prevent this. I have come to set man free. I have come to break this yoke and deliver man from your bondage. And I want the keys of hell and death. And I can see the devil walk up. Come here, Joseph. Fell right down at his feet. Hand him the keys of hell and death. And I can see Jesus turn and look at all them captive souls. Say, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. Ephesians, fourth chapter. <laughs> Devils can go sit down now.
Verse 8. Y'all with me? Wherefore he saith unto him when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. Now he that ascended, what is it that he also descended first in the lower parts of the earth? And he that descended is the same also that ascended far above all heaven, that he might feel all things. His righteous soul left the very forces of hell, bowed at his feet, conquered, destroyed, not like the church is taught, but tasted spiritual death took the bondage and the power of it away from the devil, entered into the tomb, right back into his body, got up, the angel of the Lord rolled the stone away, he walked out of that tomb, he ascended. Mary started to touch him. He said, touch me not. He said, I have not yet ascended. The Bible said that he that ascended first descended into the lower parts of the earth. And what did he do? He led captivity captive. He led captivity captive. That captivity that had bound man from Adam's day. For by one man, death entered into the world because he sinned in disobedience. By one man, life entered in. I said, y'all puzzled looks. Whether you believe this or not, I'm fully persuaded. I'm fully persuaded. He said, don't touch me. He said, I've not yet ascended to my God and your God. Amen. He said, go tell my disciples and Peter. Why did he say in Peter? Because Peter just denied him just a few hours before. He walked into the heavens. You believe he's your high priest? I'm not just being long preaching. I'm making points. You believe he's your high priest? When he hung on the cross, darkness covered the earth. The earth quaked, the rocks was one in, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain. The veil that separated man from the holiest of holies was rent. The last sacrifice had been made. He's no longer the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He's the Lamb of God that took away. He took it away. He ain't the Lamb of God that taketh away he took it away. Y'all believe he's your high priest? Is there anywhere on earth in all Jesus' life that he ever performed the duties of a high priest on this earth? Anywhere? Anywhere he ever went behind the veil of the temple? No. Why? He wasn't of the tribe of Levi. He was of the tribe of Judah. He was not a high priest on this earth. But he walked right up into the heavenlies. 
because the patterns on the things of earth were made after the patterns of the things in the heavens. He walked right into the holiest of holies, right in the presence of the holy God, right to the mercy seat in heaven, Brother Johnny, and he took of his own blood and he put it on the mercy seat. He said, your redemption is eternally paid for. You are eternally set free from sin. I have paid the ultimate price. And now by my body, my blood, my soul being made an offering for sin, he said, I am eternally. The Bible said by his blood, by stepping into that holy place in the heavens, he obtained eternal redemption. That you are no more bound by sin in him and through him. You're no more bound. I got a whole other segment of this I'd like to go into, but I ain't going there. I'll give you something to study. Revelation 1 and 5. That he's the first begotten from the dead. Natural death? No. Spiritual death. Colossians 1 said he's the firstborn from the dead, that he might have the preeminence in all things. I can call him Lord of Lords, I can call him King of Kings, I can call him God of Gods. I can call him healer. I can call him savior. I can call him redeemer. I can call him my God. Why? Everything has been conquered. Oh, death! Where is thy sting? Oh, grave. You young people don't ever have to fear the devil. You don't have to fear anything the devil can do to you. You don't have to fear sickness. You don't have to fear disease, depression, discouragement. You don't have to fear any force of hell, any torment in spirit. You don't have to fear suicide. You don't have to fear any unclean force that comes against you because Jesus Christ has conquered all things. And he's took the keys of hell and death. And he said in Revelation 1 and 18, he said, I'm he that was dead, and I'm alive, and I'm alive forevermore. And I have right here the keys of hell and death. I believe it. Why? Makes sense. Why would he pay for everything else? And leave us bound in the clutches of spiritual death. Because if your soul ain't free, you ain't free. If your spirit man ain't redeemed, you ain't redeemed. I'm redeemed. I've been fully bought and paid for. 
in every area of my life. I believe this is the foundation of the church. I believe the church has been built on a foundation of repentance instead of a foundation of Jesus Christ being everything. I believe this is the foundation of the church. I believe this is the keys to the kingdom. I believe that. Because when you build upon the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone, and I have made Jesus Christ Savior, Lord, King, Redeemer, Deliverer in every area. It's had men bound. He's my foundation. He's my foundation. He's my provision. He's my Redeemer. He's my healer. That's the reason when I lay hands on somebody now for God to heal them, there's a quiet confidence. every devil subject to him see we've always said it with our mouth but we've never understood why now you know why every devil subject to him he beat the stuffing out of him right in the midst of hell you can go sit down there thank you he was a good sport about it wasn't he he had no idea what I was going to do. Maybe I should have told him. He might have rather been a devil. I'm going to Psalms 27. And then I'm bringing this to a close. I can't make you understand this. I can't explain this to you where you will understand this all I can do is preach this and you have to ask God to give you the understanding but please do me a favor don't jump on this because of what you've been taught all your life and say brother Matter's wrong there's too much word behind this we may have never been taught it. We may have never seen it. But there's too much word behind it. And when this gets revealed to you, it puts a faith and a power. And it puts a reverence and a respect to what Jesus has truly paid to deliver you from the bondage of the devil. I mean, he suffered. You read about Jesus' sufferings, it wasn't just physical. It wasn't just physical. The Bible said in that he suffered being tempted. I believe there's things he suffered in the horrors of hell that gives him greater power to help us when we're tempted. I believe that gives us I believe that gives him greater understanding to impart wisdom unto us how to fight these spirits because he fought them and defeated them. He fought them and defeated them. He's my God. He's my king. And because he suffered, he's the firstborn among many brethren. I, I'm not ashamed to call him my brother. He's not ashamed to call me his brother. Amen.
I'm not going to ask how many of you understand it and don't understand it. Because God's got to reveal this to you. Amen. But I felt like it's time to preach it. I preached this in Savannah a month ago. I've never seen Sister Sheila with her mouth fall open. And have somebody catch her off guard with a word and shock her. But buddy, when I dropped this one, her chin hit her chest. But there was such a peace of God come in this service. And the Lord bore witness to the word. I preached this at Brother Patterson's last Friday and Saturday. But I was dealing with something in my physical body and I couldn't really preach and I didn't get the impact of it over. But I still ministered to people and God touched lives. God changed things for people. I believe this word. It's what's changing my life. It's what's let me know that I ain't got nothing to fear. I ain't got nothing to fear. That Jesus Christ. See, the Bible says in Ephesians 1 and 20, there was something wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. There was something wrought in Christ that our eyes have never seen. And I'm just showing you a glimpse of what was wrought in Christ when God raised him from the dead. And when he raised him from the dead, he set him far above all principalities and all powers that are in heaven, that are in earth, and that are under the earth. He's Lord of three worlds. You hear me? He's the Lord of three worlds. Psalms 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You can take what I preach today and walk in total redemption in Jesus Christ. Everything you need, whether physical, financial, mental, spiritual, it's paid for through Jesus Christ. He comes to set you free. He comes to set you free. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Make you free. Whom the Son is made free, free indeed. Why? He didn't, leave, he didn't leave you bound in one area. He didn't leave you bound in one area, not one. He didn't leave the devil control over you in any area of your life. You've been made free in every area of your life. It's whether you possess it or not. Just quoting this ain't going to get the job done. Just listening to this tape ain't going to get the job done. Watching this DVD ain't going to get the job done. You got to pray, God, reveal this to me. Reveal this to me. Amen. Reveal this to me. Reveal this to me. This gives you power. This gives you authority. This lets you know. When Jesus stood up in hell... And that power entered into him. I can see him say, Satan. <laughs> I remember you. 
O son of the morning, that exalted thyself against the throne of God, how soon are thou cut down? I remember you, devil. You throwed yourself, you exalted yourself up there against my heavenly Father. When I was that living word, you exalted yourself, O son of the morning. You tried to set yourself up above the throne of God, and I'm the one that came out of God's mouth. I'm that living word that came out of God's mouth and cut you down so quick, I beheld you as lightning. Fall from heaven. that quick lightning bolt strike he said just that quick Satan you come down now what you done to man I've made it right I've took it away from you and I have made a new and a living way into the holiest of holies into the presence of God I've made a new and a living way. I've become the door for people to come back to God. I'm the reconciliation. I'm the redemption. I'm the remission. I'm the everything. But there's a new and a living way made. Hallelujah. Don't have nothing to fear. Don't have nothing to fear. Don't have nothing to fear. I'm not telling you you're not going to fight battles. Since I've started preaching this, the devil has hit me every way anybody can be hit. I fought physically, I fought mentally, I fought spiritually, I fought financially. But one at a time, the Lord's teaching me victory. You know why? Because I won't confess it. I confess my Redeemer liveth. Something attacks my physical body. I raise my hands and I start, I don't ask God to heal me. I start saying, thank you, Jesus. By your stripes, I'm healed. I'm redeemed. Devil, you have no power over me. I didn't say the devil wouldn't attack you. I didn't say he wouldn't wage warfare with you. But I'm telling you, when you get this in your spirit, when it really becomes revealed in you, he has no power over you. Through Jesus Christ, he has no power over you. Amen. There's no power over you. Hallelujah. I believe. I believe. Let's ask God to put this in our hearts. Would you do that? Father, in the holy divine name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. God, I have unveiled and spoken what I felt like you put on my heart today. Lord, I felt like this demonstration would help people see and fully understand what you have done, what you have truly paid for. That we don't have to live in bondage and fear any longer. But that through your name, your cross, your stripes, your blood, what you paid for, God, that we can step into total redemption, that we are a purchased possession, 
soul, mind, and body. And I thank you for it, Jesus. Lord, all I can do is ask you to give people eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what's been spoken here today. Lord, I believe that a seed has been planted. God, that it's going to cause people to search the word and find the power and the life and the reality that truly lives in you. I thank you, Lord, that you're revealing yourself, that you're unveiling yourself. God, and you are letting us see your total dominion. And I ask, God, that you touch every heart in life in this place today. In Jesus' name.